Hey y'all, I'll keep it quick so we can get to the show, but orcacoolers.com from now until Black Friday, they have deals every day at their website. Check them out. You can't use code DADSEASON with it. You can for other stuff. You want to go buy a cooler? Go ahead. Use code DADSEASON. You'll get 20% off. But the BOGOs, all the other deals they have, the bundles, everything that is going from now until Black Friday, you cannot use our code with it, but there are some awesome deals. Lots of buy one, get one, bundles, cooler stuff. Check them out, orcacoolers.com. Look at the left side when you log in and you'll see deals find that see all the stuff they have for the holidays today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com you know the drill they have the best laser edge glassware at the best prices they also have other swag on their site they just did a partnership with mirror if you want me to get you in touch with them if you want wholesale pricing on lots of good stuff for your distillery your store your bourbon group reach out to me i'd love to get you in touch with the folks at distilleryproducts.com we use them you should too Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. If you want action, get in on the action with Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And you know the three things you can always count on, death, taxes, and the fact that Action247 will have a Friday deposit boost. College football Saturday, you bet 50 bucks on college football, they'll give you another 25 to use. And of course, the Titans. Lots of good stuff coming on in Nashville for the Titans. How many times will they find the end zone? Go ahead and wager 50 dollars on the total points and you'll automatically get a $30 free bet. Got to use it on the same day though. Also use code DADS100. They will match up to $400 of your first deposit. So if you do that on a Friday and you're doing their boost, you can put our boost on top of it. Lots of good stuff going on with our friends at action247.com. Now let's drink some whiskey. Okay, Zeke, it's been a minute since we got together. You told me that you have a few things that you could do for a cold open, but your dumbass forgot a lot of them. So like what's left in that brain of yours? I know I really got to get back to using the, uh, the voice memo function, but I keep forgetting that too, man. So fantasy football, right? I mean, I've essentially already clinched playoffs for my league of, you know, my boys I went to pharmacy school with, and I'm playing like one of my closest boys this past week. He's kind of on the fence. I decide Sunday morning, you know, my guys probably need a rest to get ready for the playoffs. I had some people get injured. I'm just going to bench my whole damn team. Oh, wow. (laughs) Group chat was popping. I got called lots of names, like cussed. My buddy, this commissioner, he finally gets so pissed off. He overrides it all and then goes and puts in a lineup for me just so I filled a team. Well, then I mess around and win the damn week. And I'm like, what the hell? I wasn't even going to play a team. How did I still win this week? (laughs) You should have got in and changed it for all like the substitute players. No, he locked me out when he changed my lineup. We were at the Titans game and I tried to bench everybody again last minute. It says you've been locked out of your own team. <laughs> Listen, if it's the playoffs, if if it's week 16 in the NFL and your team is in the playoffs, the coach is allowed to bench the players. I don't understand why it's not the same for fantasy football. That's what they said. They're like, well, it's because you and Brent are closer. Would you do this for us? I'm like, I mean, for a nominal fee, probably. <laughs> Either way, I'm in the playoffs. I don't give a shit. As long as I'm not getting last place, I don't care. You should have said, like, how do you know Brent's not paying me? They know we're too tight. Hello, hello, everyone. 
everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Shrink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Going back to the cold open, you are the type of guy that would do that and not care that the insults were coming your way. And a lot of people would be like the person that's going to get kicked out of the playoffs because you tanked it. (laughs) By now, you've either, you know, in the chats or hear enough or see enough of them to know that most any group of friends I have, we're we're pretty much just straight A assholes to each other all damn day. So this is nothing far. This doesn't deviate from what you would expect out of, uh, me and guys I've known since 03. So those other guys, do they every once in a while need a break from you like I do? You know, they've been telling me for years there's a side chat that I'm not in. <laughs> I'm still not sure if it exists or not. But that's been like the longest running joke. Like, um, can we go to the non-Zeke thread? Can yeah, you tell them to add me to the, the <laughs> non-Zeke thread? Like, I have some input I would like to give them. Oh, no, it's worse than the chats you see. I'm even more candid with these guys. Like, I'll even throw myself way under the bus over the, with these folks. I mean, you're <laughs> candid with me, but when you're candid with me, it never makes any chat. Like, that's a phone call. I'm a tech guy. I work in IT. There's some stuff you just don't put in a chat. <laughs> so something funny I do have to say is, is I had a friend who listened to our show, and this person said to me, how come your microphone's good at Zeke's this shit? <laughs> And I said, I have been trying for years. I gave him a USB microphone. He doesn't use it. I would like to eventually set something up for you there. You know, so for everyone listening, Zeke is talking through his MacBook. I do have a microphone. You can kind of tell the difference. It would be a little expensive. I wouldn't want to take up your kitchen table you know now that we live 40 minutes from each other we are lazy and we don't get together unless we have to like if there's a guest we will go see each other and i'm just being completely honest with you the people i don't know why this is a we thing you won't drive up here <laughs> i mean that's fair we are recording at 10 15 at night and I have to finish another episode after we're done with this. Like if it's just you and me, if it's a guest, okay, I'll go up there. But for just you, your friends have it right. There'd be a side chat and I'd be like, I ain't going up there for him. Well, plus you got to remember there was that one show we did when you were like, man, it sounded so good. I'm so glad you're using the mic. And I'm like, I didn't even have it that show. I used it the other ones. Yeah, I know. I I don't know what's going on. I think eventually when that computer dies, we're going to get you like a a real interface, like something that you plug in. I'm going to teach you how to use it. And we're going to sound more professional eventually, y'all. I think a headset thing, because even with a mic, you know me, I look around all over the place. I'm like, I'm never straightforward so uh, the mouth's never at the mic the entire time that's probably the biggest inconsistency i mean i think you sound better this way because you move around all the time you would have to have headphones into the mic just like you said at least with this it's like a speakerphone i have been trained to talk into the mic you just five years into this thing have not figured it out It's okay. I like when Zeke has his notes. So one of the benefits I will tell you, and then we'll get into it. We could talk about this all day, but I will say that my favorite thing is when Zeke takes his notes and then he puts his head and his mouth down because he's reading off the notes. So like rather than sitting up and talking into the microphone, reading his notes, he like almost turns his freaking head away, like turns the other way. The microphone could be to the left. He's going to turn his head all the way to the right. And he's going to be like, Okay, so on the nose for this, and (laughs) you can't hear him. 
<laughs> not to be a pick on Zeke day. This has turned into a little bit of a pick on Zeke night. And I'm sorry, Zeke, you are a good person. Well, you know, I mean, to a degree, it kind of benefits me because then folks think it might be the mic quality or like some technical issue and not just my shitty voice or accent half the time. No, I get DMs all the time. Like, is he single? I love his voice. None of them want to come on the dating show, but they just want to know if your voice, like if, if you really do sound that way. I did just get back from Grains and Grits in Townsend, Tennessee. It's a Tennessee Distillers Guild event, Tennessee Whiskey Trail event. There was a long running joke that Zeke didn't exist because he has yet to go. This was my fourth year going. Zeke has yet to do a lot with the Tennessee Guild and the, the Tennessee Trail. So I will say, though, that Jeff Arnett, Chris Tatum, and Heath Clark did spread the word that you are real i mean i'm around i have my kids that weekend i had a legitimate excuse once in four years you had one legitimate excuse in four years it's better than none All right, let's talk about whiskey. We are finally, we are so late in this, but we are finally getting to Heaven Hill sent us a sample of five brothers. They did this all the way back in June. We are just getting to it now. It is a small batch blending of five ages of bourbon. Five brothers pays homage to the courage, dedication, and solidarity of the five Shapiro brothers who started it all in 1935. It's comprised of Heaven Hill's traditional mash bill, which if you don't know that, the traditional mash bill is 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. It was aged from five to nine years to represent each founding brother. It was bottled at 90 proof to reflect the initial proofs of the Heaven Hill releases in the early stages of the distillery. And it is unique to the Heaven Hill bourbon experience and select Kentucky-only retailers. You can find it at the new visitor center. It is $60 there. I think I've seen it for a little bit higher. Last time I was there, press release said 60. I swore I saw it for 70, but I could be wrong. This is five to nine years, 90 proof. It is the traditional mash bill of Heaven Hill. That's pretty much all you need to know. Any questions? I think I'm good for once. All right. Well, I will let you tell me your thoughts. Thoughts. I do have to describe this. Zeke has taken an envelope that had mail in it because he's obviously opened up the envelope already and it's ripped and he's holding that in front of the camera because he's reading off of it and he doesn't want to read from the side. So all I see is from Zeke's nose down and a whole bunch of ripped envelope on the top half of the screen. I like recycling paper. I don't want to waste. All right. Well, what if you want to go back and reference it at some point? I mean, isn't this a recorded permanent audio version that I could reference at any time? Fine. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. You'd still have to like dig through and say, what time did I start talking about this whiskey? And unless you knew it was around 10 or 11 minutes, you're going to be shit out of luck. No, we know I'd both send you a texture and a call or an email and be like, Edward, where the hell is this dude? Help me out over here. Fair. What'd you think about it? Nose wise, it uh, leads in initially with some light fruits, uh, but also picked up what I thought was a, a stronger linger of fermentation. I mean, I can see how, you know, obviously we're, that's where the, the fruit's going to come from. But at the same time, it, it seemed more like a, a youthful fermentation type aspect than the fruity profile of it. Once that clears out, there's definitely um, what I would say freshly charred oak in there. And you can you can tell that. I felt like hearing it was five to nine years kind of surprised me just how vibrant the, the, that I guess, charring sensation smell on the oak was. Palette-wise, I thought it was thin and prickly, 
honestly, it was quite bland towards the back end. It definitely um, is slightly, if not more than that, parching. I felt like there was a heat that lingered on the tongue and cheeks. And I was trying to go back in my mind. I mean, it's been probably two or three years since I tried to wipe out the last bottle you had left there at the house. But trying to compare this in my head a bit to the old, you know, 100 proof white label bottle and bond that was done away with as far as, you know, a profile, because that was a good drinker, but it was definitely a drinker and a little rough around some of the edges. And in my mind, at least, I think that the front end of this is a lot cleaner. It may not offer as much flavor because it's, and by cleaner, I mean smoother, but the back definitely seemed to be a little more, uh, I guess, squirrely or all over the place or, you know, unrefined compared to what I remember from that pour, at least. I think you said a lot there, but you also said it all. The nose had all the substance in this pour and the taste was super thin for me. I feel like if this is going to be that over 50 and you're kind of getting into a premium bourbon category, it's 90 proof. I kind of need more substance on the mouthfeel. I think at this price, which is essentially double Elijah Craig, four times Evan Williams bottled and bond one and a half times McKenna. What else could we put on there? About the same as Pikesville. There's there's a lot Not of much in the Heaven Hill portfolio gets that high, luckily. It's just surprising to me considering that Heaven Hill normally does price very well. And I don't want to be the guy that's just hung up on price on this and kind of stays in that realm. I just can't justify it. I can't bring myself there for this pour. I know I haven't given you tasting notes because I pretty much agree with yours. Like a lot of oak on the nose. I think I got a little bit more oak on the nose than you did. The fruit was there as well. But the second you taste, it's nothing like the nose. You know, you got one of those things outside of a car lot, you know, the, the, wacky guy that you blow up it's got the fan and it's moving its arms all the time you know what i'm talking about inflatable dude yeah i feel like when i took a sip of this somebody shut inflatable dude off like you know you're you're sitting out there you're like oh this nose ain't bad you know 90 proof maybe maybe i'm wrong and then all of a sudden you take a sip it's like wow yeah i don't even think to me price even factors in on this honestly it it, it doesn't have a ton of flavor or push you in any direction it's not bad but it's just i mean bland i I don't like that word too much but i thought it you know really fit the bill here maybe you can call this uh, a little homely it was just surprising to me that if this is the one that you want to represent the family you know and i feel bad i mean admittedly i'm sitting here and i'm like i kind of feel bad talking about i mean they are dsp ky1 This is an homage to how they got started. And I just feel like maybe five to nine wasn't the best play, knowing that you have some older stuff in there. And I don't necessarily like I understand wanting to be historic and have nods to your past. I don't think 90 proof was the best play. You know me. I hate when 90 is selected and it's like maybe 90.3 is better. And I know they're trying to do a nod to how they originally released it. But is that the best thing you should do for whiskey? So there comes a point where I get you're trying to do a thing. I get you have a theme. But at what cost? I mean, I would almost wonder more. I mean, sure, they've been blending there for forever and a day as well. But depending on what barrels they wanted to try and use to get this, you know, varying age statements of juice in there. Maybe it just didn't 
come out in the wash too well because it wasn't what they, you know, typically threw together for their stuff. I mean, you never know. It definitely, even at 90 proof, I mean, I don't think if, if you adjusted it up or down three, four, five, six points, the flavor's not suddenly going to do a 180 and just jump off your tongue, you know? I think it just came out again, like it, it just very nondescriptive and like, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. And I guess I can't say it's bad in any way, but didn't get a whole lot of good either. <laughs> what else you got behind the bar? Where I get kind of hung up on mouthfeel, I wonder if a higher proof, and I'm not saying it needs to be 120 proof by all means. Like this does not need to be 120 proof to be good. I'm just thinking when 90 is selected on the dot, I find that so arbitrary. And I feel like it's kind of in this day and age when somebody picks 90 on the dot, I'm thinking it's a budget bourbon and you're releasing it a lower proof. You know, yes, it's a nod. I know it's a historical nod. I understand the logic behind it. But when I see 90 on the dot, I'm expecting the price point to be lower. I'm expecting it to be marketed as a drinker. If they sat there and said, like, we had this in it. And and it's purely a mental game with me. I'm telling you this. This is where my thought process goes. It's like when you get an email from somebody and they have a spelling error and I'm like, you couldn't have read your email before you sent it to me, like in a professional setting, you're going to send me a typo. I feel like that with 90 proof. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, you're throwing price into the mix, which matters. But I've had plenty of 90 proof Eagle Rares that are good drinkers. Had bad ones too. Same thing for regular Buffalo Trace. But 100%, I agree with you on that. But when, when you have a 90 proof like that, what's the price on that? I mean, I, I get that. I, I'm just saying, regardless of what this price point was, if, if it was 35, I don't think it's going to change how I view it or make me want to grab it any more or any less. It, it just doesn't do much for me, period. I agree with you on that. And that's why the first part of what I said is that, you know, I think it needs a different proof other than 90. They blended it. They had kind of decided, I think, on 90 beforehand. You know, there are some 90 proof Eagle Rares that are killer. There are some 90 proofs that are bad. But at the same time, I think when you pick 90, maybe the whiskey would have told you a different proof if you really listened to it. That's all I'm saying, you know? I feel you. To me, it just it, it's middle of the road, I guess. I don't know. If it was a date, I would fall asleep before the final course. <laughs> this one, uh, it doesn't wow me very much. No, and Zeke likes to be wowed. Wooed. You like to be wooed? <laughs> like Ric Flair? No. Like a, a different sense. It means something. Look it up. <laughs> I know what it means. I was just being... <laughs> Admittedly, I've been watching a whole lot of 30 for 30s again, like re-watching ones that I've already watched, and I watched The Nature Boy last night. Man. Were you able to sleep? Eventually. I woke up... I mean, have I watched that kind of stuff late night? I've had a couple, like, adrenaline gets going, like, oh, man. Oh, no, I'm fine. I watch a lot of documentaries. I mean, when you wonder how I have so much useless knowledge, I don't watch a lot of fiction. Like, it has to be something really good to make me watch fiction. It has to be like Ted Lasso or something like that. Game of Thrones. Oh, God, that show's awful. I love Ted Lasso. Speaking of falling asleep during something. That one didn't go too well. I don't know how you don't think Ted Lasso is a great show. I really don't. I, I mean, I'm just telling you, I, someone put it on my TV once. I nodded off pretty early. And what? then I got elbowed and I nodded off again. What's the one that you liked? It was like the mystery of Skull Island or something like that. 
Oh, um, it just came back on. Um, History of Oak Island. You were big on that. Like big, big, I big. It's still on. Yeah. The I, new season just started. Plus Squidbillies just came back on too. Final season. <laughs> Zeke's like, I'm going to get the commemorative DVD set of Squidbillies. I mean, I already have most seasons on DVD. No shit. Do you even have a DVD player at your house? Yeah. It's sitting right here on the mantle. Oh, I didn't never even noticed. It's, it. not hooked, it's not hooked up yet, but I've got it. Anyways, y'all, I think. We are both a, a pass on this one. I love the historical aspect of it. I love the nod to the family. I definitely think that they need to do that. I think there are far better things that I like from Heaven Hill rather than this whiskey. And I know what it's supposed to be, right? It's a nod to the family. It's a nod to the history. So I don't know. I mean, are you buying it for that or are you buying it because you really want to drink it? Hey. Maybe they just rolled out some funny barrels when they blended this. The next one, you never know. You never know. That's the beautiful thing about whiskey. And we'll keep trying it. We never say no after the first batch because you don't know. The second batch could be freaking killer. Thank you to Heaven Hill for sending us this sample. Thank you to Zeke for just nodding and not saying words because all of the people listening can see exactly what you're doing right now. Oh, that was a slow troll on you because you you mentioned how many times this was a nod to them. So that's why I was just not uh. right on out to the, end of the show. <laughs> I mean, yes, I probably said nod too much, ass. But it is. I mean, that's what it, in a nice way, this was a historical bottle. It is like wearing a retro Kiss t-shirt, a retro Beatles t-shirt, or a retro Rolling Stone. This is... You know what this bottle is? This is the Rolling Stones lips, like on a t-shirt. I know what you're talking about as a thing. I do not see the bridge on this concept whatsoever. People, I, I, think we're, I think we're good there. I would just say people overpay for those old t-shirts because they want to be cool. You could buy a new Rolling Stones lips t-shirt for 20 bucks, or you could get the one from 1970 for 80 and some people want that authenticity. Better cotton back then, for sure. <laughs> Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find Zeke someplace. Where are you? Where can where else can they find us? Uh, very soon in Kentucky for a pick, and then beyond that, parts unknown. Truth and consequences, New Mexico. Cheers. Ciao.